0: The fog continues to roll in. The dark of night deepens until all is black. Ahead, a rocky shoal beckons where certain tragedy awaits. Your ship plows forward, pushed by the storm. Just as your hope begins to subside, you see it the light from the lighthouse that guides you to safety, faithfully kept by the lightkeeper. Hi friends, welcome to Lessons from the Lightkeeper, a special series on the ed Leader podcast. I'm your host, Rob Jackson. I want to say thank you to each of you as Ed Leaders for ensuring that the light continues to shine bright from each of our classrooms, that the light is shining brightly from our schools, that it exists as a beacon guiding our students and the children of our communities to a place of Safe Harbor, a place where parents and guardians and loved ones know that their children will be well taken care of and that their health and safety will be safeguarded even as they're being prepared for an incredible future. Thank you for that work as light keepers. Today's lesson from the light keeper in some ways is a bit ironic. In fact, perhaps one could argue why in the world would that be one of the lessons from the Lightkeeper. You see, my friends, we are in the learning business. We're the home of the oft-repeated refrain of lifelong learners. We are where we say that we're lead learners, that we're in the learning business. And yet, my friends, we could probably each name an ed leader one that's probably not been very successful in the long term, even if they had early success, where they themselves seemingly lost the love of learning, or at least stopped learning. And in that moment, began to go backwards. You see, today's lesson from the Lightkeeper is teachability expands the light. Teachability expands the light. We've talked about belief and passion, initiative, focus, preparation, practice, perseverance, courage, and today, teachability. Teachability is not so much about competence and mental capacity as it is about attitude. It's the desire to listen, to learn, and to apply. It's the hunger to discover and grow. It's the willingness to learn to unlearn, and to relearn. President John F. Kennedy said, leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. I couldn't agree more. Leadership is learning. Learning is leadership, particularly when you're willing to be vulnerable and say to a group that you're serving by leading, I'm not sure about this. I need to learn more about it. Or even more powerfully, hey, can you teach me about that? Leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. Within the North Carolina educational community, there's a true giant among ed leaders. His name is Jack Hoke. He's a mentor of mine, someone whose wisdom I seek out, whose guidance I appreciate, whose advocacy students across our state and beyond have benefited from as he seeks to ensure that our schools and school systems are taught by well-equipped ed leaders. He served a long career in public education, ending with 12 years as a superintendent prior to retiring. Very quickly, After retiring, he became the executive director for the North Carolina School Superintendents Association. Early in my career, I had the opportunity to meet Jack Hoke. Later, as a superintendent, I was blessed with the opportunity to work closely with him. In 2015, he had asked me to give a presentation on communication, and I was talking about the use of Twitter, and how powerful it is as a learning opportunity for leaders and truly for everyone. In that moment, this highly respected, highly regarded educational leader in our state became very vulnerable. He could have chosen not to ask a question about something he didn't know a whole lot about at that time. He could have chosen to ignore what was a new technology to him, but instead, he said, teach me about Twitter. He reached out at the same time to a mutual friend, Dr. Heather Mullins. And between Dr. Mullins and I, we were able to help get Jack Hoke started on Twitter. Today, if you go to at NC Supers, you will see that today he has 3,740 followers. If you go down that list of followers, you'll be impressed and surprised by the educational leaders you'll find there. You will also see on his Twitter profile that to date he has sent over 54,000 tweets. Now what I love about that is that As the executive director of the School Superintendents Association, he has time as a retiree to be on Twitter to find powerful information, whether it's news articles or the latest research, and to retweet it. And for ed leaders throughout the country and around the world, by following at NC Supers, we have this information being pulled together by a single source because when he retweets it, I know I need to take a look at it. And so the point is, this incredible leader, very successful leader by all measures, remains to this day teachable. Teachability expands the light. Because he was teachable, he learned a new skill, and he used that skill to expand his light in a way that he has been able to share information and has grown his ability to shine the light. You see, teachability expands the light. There's quite a few truths about teachability. First of all, nothing is interesting if you're not interested. Sir Winston Churchill said, the most important thing about education is appetite. If you're not hungry, you're not going to eat. If you don't want to learn, if you're not passionate about learning, you're not going to learn. Nothing's interesting if you're not interested. Teachable people are fully engaged in life. They're looking for the next thing. They're learning as they go and opening themselves to new experiences. There's a definite relationship between passion and potential. We may have great potential, but with no passion, with no teachability, that potential fades. The second truth of teachability is that successful people view learning differently from those that are unsuccessful. You see, teachable people are always open to new ideas and are willing to learn from anyone who has something to offer. Oliver Cromwell says, he who stops being better stops being good. Let me say that again. He who stops being better stops being good. What was good enough yesterday is not good enough today. We have to continue to grow and improve. If we were trying to lead today in 2020 the way we led in 2019, we would be doing a tremendous disservice to those we serve because we're in a new set of circumstances. The pandemic has forced us to rethink instruction and curriculum delivery. It's forced us to rethink about how we assure the social, emotional health and well-being of our students and our staff members. We have to be willing to continue to be better, to be able to stay any good at all. The third teachability truth is learning is meant to be a lifelong pursuit. We can choose to be teachable and continue to learn, or we can be closed-minded and stop growing. The decision is ours. We have that power. The fourth truth is that talented people can be the toughest to teach. If you think about whether you're teaching in a classroom, when someone is able to read quicker or initially better than others, they stop working at it. In athletics, the same is true. You may have seen children as they grew up playing the same sport. And those who were initially really good... If they didn't also develop great work habits, and they didn't really intensely practice to develop their skills, then quickly all of the other kids would catch up with them and quickly surpass them. And suddenly they were no longer at the front of the pack, but had drifted to the back. Because talented people can be the toughest to teach. Those who are often invited into leadership positions pretty early in their career if they get what my dad would call the big head and they stop being humble and they stop trying to learn every day, then they stop being good. And they're just not willing to learn because they think they know it all. And if we know it all, well, we're done. And that leads to the fifth truth about teachability. Pride is the number one hindrance to teachability. There's no question that pride derails so many In so many circumstances, the negative effects of pride as they relate to teachability are that pride closes our minds to new ideas. When we're too proud, we believe that anything that didn't come from us isn't worth considering or that what we think is somehow superior to all that anybody else might think. Pride closes our minds to feedback. We don't want to hear what others think about what we're doing or saying or our ideas because we're so prideful that we think that they must be absolutely perfect. Pride prevents us from admitting mistakes. Some of the most powerful leaders that I've ever worked with, the leaders that make me want to run through a wall for them, are powerful enough in themselves to be vulnerable, are able to stand in front of us and say, you know what, I messed that up. I can do that better. Let's try that again. When someone is that open, I want to work with them. I want to serve with them. That authenticity keeps bringing me back. Pride also keeps us from making needed changes. You know, when you think about some of the examples that have been given by Dr. Bill Daggett who is a recent guest on the podcast and others examples like the blockbuster video store that isn't there anymore or the red box rental boxes that are going away as well as streaming becomes the go-to for seeing an instantly a movie we might want to see if we're too proud to change we will fade away quickly we have to be willing to continue to adapt Now, if you recognize in yourself from your reflection that perhaps you have a pride problem, or maybe you're worried about developing a pride problem, to overcome that, the first step is just to recognize and admit your pride. To understand that, ah, I fall to the temptation of pride. I can be overly proud. The first step is just understanding that about yourself. To fight that back. The second step is to express gratitude Often, we don't hear gratitude often enough in our society, unfortunately, sometimes in our schools or in our classrooms. Taking the time to say that we're thankful or that we're blessed not only shares that message of gratitude with all who may hear it, but it reminds ourselves that, you know what, this isn't about me that I have received from others, that I'm here in this moment able to do this work because others poured into me, and I appreciate that, that I've been given this opportunity for leadership, that I've been allowed to be the steward of this mantle of the moment, and I'm thankful for that. Sharing that gratitude helps us push back that temptation of pride. Another tool in fighting off the pride is laughing at ourselves, simply recognizing that We have failed many times, and sometimes in a very humorous way, and laughing at ourselves allows us to keep from falling to that temptation of pride, to really grow in our teachability. We need to make sure that we're doing a great job listening. Being a good listener helps us to know people better, to learn what they have learned, and to show them that we value them as individuals. I love sitting down with the leaders I'm blessed to serve with and hearing their stories and listening to what they've learned from the leaders they've worked with and sharing with them from my experience. But I'm always mindful that I can't learn if I'm always talking. It goes back to the story of having two ears and one mouth, so we should be listening twice as much as we're speaking. Learning to listen helps increase our teachability. Sunday Adelaja says, never think that you know everything and you do not have anything to learn from your people. Those you serve have much to teach us. As ed leaders, particularly if we're young in our career and perhaps physically young, beginning to work with a brand new team, if we come in as the know-it-all, we will quickly lose our ability and effectiveness to lead and we'll probably lose that opportunity to lead as well but recognizing that those we serve with have much to teach us and authentically seeking that from them builds relationships and improves our ability to lead. To grow our teachability, we should look for and plan teachable moments. Meister Eckhart said, Be willing to be a beginner every single morning. Approach each day ready to learn something else. Cultivate friendships with people who challenge and add value to you and try to do the same for them. It will change your life. Be mindful of those you're spending your time with and ensure that you're spending time with those who will push you and help you grow as a leader and as a person. Make your teachable moments count. My friends, ask yourself, just as I ask myself, am I really teachable? Lisa Marie Hatcher says teachability that emanates from expressed humility is a must-have trait in a world where skills are depreciating in value as soon as they're learned. If you think about it, the things we learned how to do yesterday, we probably don't need to do them anymore because technology has eliminated the need for those skills. But if we're teachable and we're humble and we're looking for opportunities to learn, we're passionate about learning. We are and will be teachable. Teachability expands the light. My friends, thank you for all that you're doing. Keep shining the light. Thank you. thank you for listening to the Ed Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson until next time.